Hello, here we are with Kenyatta Mitchell. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much for joining me um, here um, with Jay's Wish organization. Um, my name is Jelante Blakely. I am the CEO and executive director over Jay's Wish. Um, and I'm just super excited about this interview that we are conducting. So Kenyatta, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself, you know, for the people so the people can know who you are. First and foremost, thank you for having me. I felt really honored. It was an honor to be able to speak on Jay's behalf. He, he was not from Michigan City, Indiana, but some of us were very fortunate and blessed to meet him, to come in contact with him. So I'm really happy to represent for him and be a voice. So thanks for having me again. No problem, of course, anytime. So tell us about yourself, Kenyatta. But Kenny, Kenny, your nickname? Well, I'm Kenyatta Mitchell. I'll, I go by Kenny for short. I graduated from Michigan City High School, class of 2015, went on to University of Kentucky and graduated in 2019 with a Bachelor of Arts in Communications. Then went back and kept going uh, to pursue my master's of kinesiology and health promotion. And I just graduated this year, May of this year, 2021. Um, last year, during the pandemic, uh, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma. Um, still not in remission yet, but we are in the process. We're going through with the process of treatment and protocol for recovery. Yeah. So God is good all the time. Amen. And all the time, God is good. That's right. I was waiting <laughs> to say that. All the time, but God is good. Yes. Um, I personally know Kenyatta, if you don't know. Um, her and my brother were friends. Um, so I've known Kenyatta for years. Um, her strength, her endurance, um, it encourages me to this day. Still, I'm always encouraged by you when I see you on Facebook, especially when I saw your post about you graduating um, mm -hmm. college. And it was just so, so, so encouraging. So I already know so many, so many people look up to you because I, I mean, I look up to you and I'm 22. We're not too many years apart, but I look up to you like you're like an old role model. And I love you all as if you were my family and my siblings. So, yes. Awesome. So um, for those that don't know, um, could you sort of explain what um, glioblastoma is? It's an aggressive type of brain cancer. So the, the good part of glioblastoma um, it typically happens to people in their 50s and 60s. I was diagnosed at a younger age in my 20s. And the good news is that um, I have a good strand, like a treatable strand. So however the prognosis looked, right. if I were to be diagnosed with it again in my 50s or 60s, I would be able to have like to live. Yeah, I would be able to. I could still be treated for right. just the, one of the more aggressive brain cancers. Right. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know that at all. So that's amazing that you, you know, we're told that information and you guys figured that information out as far as mm -hmm. the age differences and um, how to tackle that and treatable strands. Like that's, a, that's, mm -hmm. wild. that's awesome. Um, so you said it's an aggressive type. So would you say it's like super rare or not really? Um, I wouldn't say it was, it's rare, but I know that a lot of times 
someone for me, uh, a lot of times the tumor struggles, like it's like a porcupine, if that makes sense. Like when they get near stuff or when other spikes get near it, it starts to like not spread all over the head, but wherever the legion is, it like spreads out, you know, it'll get smaller, but then it'll go back to its regular size. So yes. All right. It's really I'm sorry. Aggressive. Glioblastoma is the most aggressive. Wow. So you you said you were diagnosed in your 20s, right? So your 20s, right? Mm -hmm. What age? What age exactly? If you don't mind sharing. 23. 23. I was 23. 23. So what what were like your initial thoughts and emotions and feelings? Because 23 is still a young age. I'm 22, but I mean, even like the smallest thing happened, if I like, you know, do bad on a test, I'm like ready to call my dad, call my mom, I'm crying. But so like, what were your, you know, initial thoughts, initial emotions when, you know? In spirit of transparency, I would have never thought it was a brain tumor. Uh, I was experiencing headaches. I was having seizures other people would know around me. Uh, Then I, my graduate position as a graduate assistant, I was, I did, um, I was kind of like the building RA. So I like ran the whole building. Um, Every, all the students, when the COVID, when COVID started to spread even more and it was happening at a faster rate, Mm -hmm. um, the president of University of Kentucky mandated that all the students move out, living on campus, move out. And that we could try to take classes from Zoom. So as a grad assistant, I I didn't really, I stayed and then all the other students living on campus in my building moved out. So then I still, I had a contract. And so I fulfilled my graduate term by um, doing inventory, like the building inventory. What's all in the office and things of that sort. Right. Mm-hmm. So you were there, you were there by yourself and the only person in the whole building or were there more people? Um, <laughs> it was some people who, who's, who didn't necessarily have the means to move out. Um, oh. And if there was a student who needed assistance or you know guidance by their parents if they could fill out a form or something of that sort we would be able to make that accommodation right so we made accommodations to the residents um, or students per se um, to accommodate in a way yeah. Or allow them to stay longer because everybody else is moving out. Right. And your parents wouldn't have been able to pick them up. And that the way that it was happening, it happened during spring break. So I think that was that worked uh, out. You're you right. Know, Some people were already leaving. Spring break of 2020. So they had the parenting or necessary um, resources right. to come home. To come home is like. We have a nice hall. So it does feel like an apartment to a certain extent. It's just on campus. Um, So their parents came with them. It got to a point where 
only one parent can move in with them or like okay. move out with them. Right. Yeah. They have to turn their keys in. I did a key inventory. Um, it was like almost 700 people in my building. And so I did the key inventory for 700 people. Wow. Wow. And yeah. That, like, that was a headache in itself, literally. That wasn't a headache. I bet. I can imagine. Because I did it by myself and um, I was really still grateful. Um, I was really grateful to to have foregone that opportunity in a sense that I did it on my own. I yeah. separated keys, you know, yeah. helped students move out. It was like round the clock too. And so that, there was dust coverage. Uh, my building operated on a 24 hour dust coverage. Wow. So Non-stop. Like yes, non-stop. Um, and then the desk did close at like 10 or midnight. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, COVID, COVID was crazy for the, co for the college kids. Mm -hmm. I can still remember, you know, getting that email saying, you know, classes are, you know, done and we're doing online and you're moving out. I remember like it was yesterday. I was, mm -hmm. I was, too I was actually kind of happy to go home. Yeah. during the COVID time I was excited to go home I can't even you know lie about that one <laughs> yeah that's very true <laughs> unfortunately for the kids though I felt really bad for them because their communication skills like mm -hmm. I think the bigger question is like what does communication look like for kids who were impacted during COVID yeah and it's very very noticeable too I work with um like in the summers, I work as an assistant director at a summer camp. Um, mm -hmm. And we didn't have summer camp the last year because of COVID. Um, so it's been kind of amazing to sort of see the difference in the behavior with the kids. Because I've been doing it for three years. So I, can, I saw pre-COVID and I saw post-COVID. And the kids' social behavior, social skills, and interactions with like everyone else was completely different. Um, mm -hmm. So COVID did a lot. And it did a huge um, deal on a lot of people when it came to social skills and communicating mm -hmm. and not being, you know, introverted. Mm -hmm. COVID-19 was definitely something serious. Yeah. And so, it's definitely something that, sorry, excuse me. No, I don't take for granted um, not being affected by. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that was my next question. So how have you navigated sort of this cancer diagnosis um, in the middle of a pandemic? Like how... I don't know how. Honestly, I thank God all the time because had it had it it happened when and how it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, we previously were discussing how um, I started. I knew my senior year, but I didn't know what it was. You know, like I just it just felt like nobody was really listening to what I was saying. Um, but they were seizures, like. Like, it's like when you put your head under water and then like your ears just get blocked by water and you can't talk. That's how you know that that was a symptom of a seizure. And wow. so wow. then in that, that in combination with um, headaches too. Right. My grandma passed away in February of 2020 and I literally sat 
um, from the front pew and took Excedrin with my water during our funeral. Wow. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to rain on the parade, but that is a reflection of what was going on during, the, during COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Again, so strong. It, show, it just shows how strong you are to mm -hmm. be able to move forward and still do everything that you've been doing, like your everyday routines, mm -hmm. not even really, really knowing what was happening, but you're mm -hmm. just like you're pushing forward. I got to you know, take my Excedrin. I got to take, you know, the things that we usually just do, take an Advil, Tylenol, and just go on with our days. But it's like, wow. If we only knew, like, it was something bigger going on right there. So mm -hmm. props to you, seriously. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I was recently on the news because, you know, my grandpa was talking to one of the um, journalists there on my graduation day. And he had asked, you know, how was it? Or like, how did you get through it? And I said, it was just motivated motivation for me to finish what I started and get the job done. Yeah. And so I felt like when I had to come home in um, April of 2020, Okay. Um, I was very emotional because we have a, another extra bedroom and my mom wanted me to like clean that bedroom out to make space. And so okay. I was looking through my notebooks and all the notes I had about, I was like, I ripped out a page. I was like, I should save it, you know, because mm -hmm. I might learn something. Right. I don't know anything, but right. um, yeah, it was one of those. And it just made me sad because I just felt like, wow from freshman to senior year, from my perspective, there was still so much to learn. Right, of course. Oh so, yeah, there was still so much to learn. And I was like, I'm going to need a job, so I should go to grad school and go ahead and get in the sport industry. Um, prior to actually knowing, um, I was a little bit more on it like I thought on my feet quickly. And so, yeah, I don't want to say outspoken. Like I didn't fit that kind of stereotype, um, the angry black woman stereotype. Right. Um, but I was able to see the whole, all see it from all aspects. All perspectives. Mm -hmm. that's, that's important too. That's important. Yeah. That's important in general. That's an important life lesson. Everything is important. That's right. Mm -hmm. wow. all right so i'm i want you to tell me about this this prom date tell me about this support system and you know what happened with your school and the prom date and everybody else you know I'm, i want to hear about that um have you ever taken like a black college tour i have not hmm. well james Pitt, sadly sadly i have not he is the founder of like the black college tour so um, the Northwest Indiana kids from Northwest Indiana had the opportunity to um, look at other black colleges, historically black colleges, through looking at a list. Mm -hmm. um, the year I went, I went to Grambling State. I went to Xavier of Louisiana. I went to Kentucky State. I attended um, 
there was another school in Tennessee, um, and then Virginia Union. Okay. So I had the opportunity to go, like, to the through the East Coast. Okay. So that was like a fun trip for me. I went with my best friends and yeah. So I mean, it was nice to go and see everyone. Um, I think your sister actually joined us too. I think so. I think uh, so. My older sister. Mm -hmm. And somebody mm -hmm. that we had also known prior to going on the trip. So we made a lot of friends. And right. also, I don't know how well you know Aaliyah Stewart, but she's from Gary, Indiana, and she's right. um, building her own youth center. Wow. Um, she has her own nonprofit organization, and she's building a youth center. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. that's so. Amazing. I didn't even know she was, you know, had her own nonprofit. Again, this was in 2014. Yeah. I want to say 2014. Don't quote me. Right. But it was 2014. You have your own nonprofit as well. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Civil Visionaries? Yes, yes. Civil Visionaries. Oh, that's a handful. So with one thing about nonprofits is the task of filing fees and websites and, you know, yes, contacting the IRS because yes, you wait for two hours, you know, you're on hold for two hours. Oh, I know um, a little bit about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I participated my senior year in the entrepreneurial showcase. Um, and so I was nominated by one of the faculty from the University of Kentucky. Um, and so I did, I was doing research about how coalitions formed in Mississippi during the civil rights movement era. And so I was presenting my research and a lot of the faculty reached out. Um, somebody from one of the departments reached out and I was totally interested because I don't think there's enough um, validation or culture of acceptance for African-American history. Right. A lot of us were stripped from that type of information. A lot of us have sections in the classroom where we talk about um, George Washington Carver inventing peanuts, mm -hmm. um, but that's pretty much all yep. that is discussed, right? <laughs> so I was... I just feel like George Washington did not invent peanuts. That's not what really happened, but we'll take it. We won't take it, but we will. That's what's, if that reflects what's happening, then that's what it is. Right. And so. So how can the people support, support civil visionaries, right? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Follow us on Instagram, yeah, and donate. We accept donations too. All so. right. So if you're watching, um, follow Civil Visionaries on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Civil Visionaries, C I V I L Visionaries. So, yeah. V I S I O N A R I E S. Yes. Yes. Visionaries. So if, you didn't, if you didn't get that, make sure you rewind like five seconds. And make sure you get the right tag so you can follow him. Awesome. Awesome. Makes sense. All right. Um, so, yes, let's get back. I got so, um, sidetracked a little bit. Um, I guess my next question um, was, 
were there, um, are there still currently um, any like huge obstacles um, that you have to sort of face um, during this journey of yours? Anything you have to like huge hurdles you have to jump over, um, hurdles you're still jumping over, um, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, I feel like an obstacle is the responsibility of having to deal with a nonprofit. Um, we don't generate a lot of revenue. Um, so if someone is interested in starting their um, own organization, it has to be start be a root of passion. Mm -hmm. You should be passionate about what you're doing. Right. Um, for an example, if somebody lost a sibling, similar to your situation, Jay's Wish Foundation should start to keep upkeep your legacy. Um, right. For sure. And so it's, it, it does take a lot of responsibility. Um, and we don't want to lose sight of the mission for an organization. Um, every once in a while, you pay mm -hmm. a filing fee right. twice a year. And yeah. I, the obstacle is losing the validation of, hey, she has her own organization. She's eligible for tax exempt status. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that is one of the obstacles. Yeah. Are there any I, um, health obstacles you have, you've like been facing? Um, anything out of the ordinary? Um, mm -hmm. What are your sort of symptoms right now? Um, tell us about that a little bit. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Life is working for me at this point. Just with brain cancer, the right side of my brain controls my left side. So from time to time, depending on what's going on with me, I write with my left hand. So I might limp from time to time or the the way my mom figured out that something wasn't right is that my left foot started dragging when we were like moving out and I was leaving out of my room. Okay. Um, as a result of radiation, I did radiation two times and that's not a problem. And so with radiation, um, it had looked like I was having like, my brain, this imaging in the brain indicated that it looked like a patient who had just had a stroke. Mm. So, um, but I'm making it, you know, I'm okay. Yeah. Still deal with the side effects of brain cancer, but yeah. one foot in front of the other. Yeah, one foot, that's all we can do. Yeah. One step at a time. Thank you, yes, you yeah. are right. Yeah, so um, how's your sort of relationship with God during this um, time, during this process? Um, you sort of, how do you see God working in your life right now? If you see him or anything like that? Um, <clears throat> Jay in middle school was my closest friend. Like we rode the bus together. <laughs> we had the same bus route and I'm, it's just really, it really was a blessing to have come across that kind of person. A lot of people, he didn't have a lot of friends but neither did I. I had one best friend. You know, in middle school, a lot of girls trying to find themselves and right. figure out what they really are. Right. I, I knew me a little bit, okay? So <laughs> I had friends, you know, um, we were teenagers. Like, we were just turning 13 at that time. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
we would be able to, we had the same bus route. And so in the beginning of the school year, I didn't really notice him. Mm -hmm. um, but then um, I don't even remember how we met. No one knew. Michigan City is pretty small enough for us all to like know of someone like, oh, right. that's so close. Know of people. Yeah. And so Jay was from Maryville, I want to say. And then something happened with the bus driver where you had to have a seating partner or something of that sort. And he had asked if I could, if he could sit next to me. And I was just like, okay, yeah. And so <laughs> he said something, I can't remember what he said, but I feel like me and Jay instantly clicked from a sense of like, we can go on and on and talk for hours until he didn't want to talk anymore. Cause I am a girl. And so I don't gossip that much, but girls talk about nothing. That's the fun thing about girls. We don't we don't talk about anything. We talk about the smallest things. And so um, I was a, the stop. The bus stop at where I lived was the first stop, and like that would make my day. Yeah. Like you know, just like that recognition and. Yeah, for sure. Feeling like you belonged, even though like you only had one friend. Uh -huh. That was like the most, it was a very special thing. That's awesome. We laughed a lot. <laughs> he said, you need to get your hair done. I never will forget when he told me I needed to get my hair done. I'm just that, like. That, that sounds like my something my brother would say. And you need a haircut. I'm just like, you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to apologize on his behalf. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> for saying that. Middle school was middle school, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, he didn't have a filter, and I'm just like, wait a minute, what? You do for haircut too. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, we really did have a good friendship. Yeah. And that's... so, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's great. Okay. What's the what's what's next? <laughs> you're funny Kenyatta um, I have a poor recollection no it's okay it's okay um, I guess my question is um, since you're talking about um, Jay little Jay right now um, I guess I kind of just can just ask this right now um, like if you just happened to um, if you could have like see him right now what, what would you say to him what would you say you're, what would you say to your old middle school um, but I would have gave him given him a big hug. Uh, I really took his death hard um, because, you know, he passed away during my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And um, when I got on Facebook, and this is why I don't get on Facebook a lot. Um, when I got on Facebook, I learned of his death through Facebook. And so I just got up, I, like the room just started spinning. I was in a state mm -hmm. of shock and I was just like, I have to go. Can I, can I tell you something? Tell me. I found out he passed away from Facebook as well. That was my brother. Wow. I found out on Facebook as well. Um, so it was my freshman year of high school and um, we were driving. Some church members picked us up um, from school early. No one, we really didn't know what was happening. Kind of right. not really knew. No one was really you know, telling us what was going on. Um, mm -hmm. 
but I was just in a car with a whole bunch of people from church. All my other siblings was in a different car. Uh-huh. And they started passing around a phone, trying to hide it from me. And I, and like, I was, you know, I wasn't stupid. I was looking, trying to look at the, with the phone. Right. And, I, you do. <laughs> and I, you know, I, and I saw the picture of him. Um, I saw the picture of him. With his hand you know? mm-hmm. I saw the picture of him on Facebook with all the times and everything. So we, we both found out on Facebook. Yes. We both found it on Facebook. Facebook yeah. is, is something. It's good for communication, but it's a lot of stuff that people be kept, you know, catching off guard. 100%. That was unexpected. No one's seen that coming. Yeah. Um, I was annoying, actually, too. I, I take full responsibility for the fact that I was annoying. Um, in middle school, a friend of mine had said that Jay had cancer. Now, for a seventh grader at this time, mm-hmm. everything scared me. So I was just like, where is he at? Like, is he at St. Anthony's? And then he's like, no, he's at a children's hospital. And so um, I called the children's hospital and I, you know, was very polite. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was just like, hi, can you transfer me to Javon Blakely's room? And um, they were like, oh, sure. Yeah, we love him. We love him. And so then he answered. And he answered. And I was like, he was just in a state of shock that I found him. Because <laughs> he me, I'll find you. I know where you are. I know how to get oh, to you. Oh, that is so yes. funny. Yes. I did not know that. I mean, it, and it sounded like there were like his mom or another family member in the room too. Right. Uh, but I was like, Jay, what's going on? Tell me what's going on here. Like, I got the news. I was crying all day. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Like, dramatic. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I'm like, I, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was sad. Uh-huh. What's going on? And so we talked on the phone for a long time and it made me feel much, much, much better. Like, when are you coming home? Like, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, um, he's, he was home for like, what, about some time. And so then I would call him because he got a, a new phone. That's why I couldn't find him. I'm just like, where is he <laughs> at? Like, I'm about to call the hospital. Oh, and so wow. he got a new phone and we he we went to high school you know because mm-hmm. i was in seventh grade but by this time we were in the ninth grade mm-hmm. and so um i would call him and facetime him yeah. And, um yeah i will facetime him we would see that's, each other that's I a would, great that's a great story i i didn't know that about you calling the hospital that's that's funny that's cute though Consistency is my strength. <laughs> I oh. got that young man's nerve. <laughs> Look, I'm not even going to say sorry because I'm that friend. Should you should I'm so worried about him, you know, and we were in the seventh grade. Right. Who, who knew what cancer was? What was cancer to a seventh grader? Right. So. That consistency means the world to anybody, mm-hmm. someone, you know, um, you know, going through cancer, you know, consistency is important, especially having people in your corner. So I bet that meant the absolute world. Mm -hmm. It was difficult. It was difficult. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine how he felt because he was still so young going Mm -hmm. through a rare cancer. 
what was this like um i was 13 i'm 25 now 12 years ago like how did innovation innovative technology in the medical field look like 12 years ago nobody really knew what was going on or what they were doing so well uh, well thank you for being a good friend um, i guess we can end on this one this last question here um my last question is um what advice um do you have for any like young um inspired young people in like michigan city or all over the world um if you could just like give them some some wisdom as you know you have your degree you have your master's degree um you've been through college um what what can you give to someone that's listening listening out there that maybe needs a little help a little advice um with their you know their journey i would say keep going you know what drove what, what drives you you know um prayer goes a long way keep going you know make room for yourself get out of your own way mm -hmm. um, Yeah. I hate to brag, but uh, yes, I am a scholar. Um, humbly brag bragging. I'm brag. a scholar. Brag. Yes. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's just like, get it done. Do what you want for you. Um, so I don't really, I have advice, but I feel like keep going. Yeah. Just keep going till you stop. Drop and roll. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, yeah. Be be nice to people. You know, like leave an impression. Have such a good impression on someone that when it's something is brought to them and they think of you, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're establishing a network of people. Like, hey, Kenyatta, I saw this opportunity and thought about you. Right. Here, I'll you know I'll introduce you to whoever's running it. You know, mm -hmm. and so. Be kind. Right. Really, really no need to be me. I didn't have, I, there were a lot of people or friends I did not have mm -hmm. because I just couldn't connect with their spirit. Right. So that's what I would tell them. Keep going, get up, go and do something for yourself. And that's pretty much all I have. Wow. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking out the time to talk with us and talk to everyone that's going to watch, everyone that's mm -hmm. watching. Um, you guys, you heard it here. Be kind. Keep going. Don't give up. No matter how hard it is, keep going. You know, get it done. Take care, yep. of, your, take care of your business. All faith, no fear. All faith, no fear. I love that. No faith, no. All faith, no fear. Fearless. Fearless. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Jay's Wish Foundation for being patient and being kind. Which is why I'm so excited, you know, to be having this conversation um, and being so structured, doing good. I thank you so it. much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you, everyone, for watching um, this interview. Thank you so much for um, hearing Kenyatta's story, hearing about her journey. Um, again, Civil Visionaries is on Instagram. So make sure you search her, check her out, follow her, tune in to the great work she's doing with her nonprofit. Um, again make sure you keep us in prayer keep kenyatta in prayer um, please yes thank you we love prayer we love prayer um, it goes a long way it goes a long way mm -hmm. so yeah thank you so much for watching everyone